Hey there, Dave Robinson here, and you're listening to Bench Talk, The Week in Science. I hope you caught our August 1st, 2022 episode. It was about the controversial naming of the James Webb Space Telescope. Now, an activist group of scientists and science supporters called the Just Space Alliance produced a video that we heard the first half of on that show. The Just Space Alliance is referring, of course, to justice in space. And what the Just Space Alliance thinks is unjust is about the naming of the telescope after James Webb, because there is some evidence that this NASA administrator, James Webb, seemed to have been allied with the Lavender Scare movement of the 1940s and 50s. The Lavender Scare grew out of the anti-communist campaign fomented by Senator Joseph McCarthy starting back in the late 1940s. But in this case, it was homosexuals that were working on government projects that were being persecuted. Their specious argument was that homosexuals were guilty of, quote, sexual perversion, unquote, and could thus be more easily blackmailed by foreign and domestic enemies. James Webb was a State Department undersecretary during the heyday of the Lavender Scare, following which he took over leadership of NASA in 1961. And all through those years, homosexual employees of the federal government were being fired for, quote, sexual perversion. Most notably was the case of Clifford Norton, which was described in our August 1st episode. Clifford Norton was a NASA bureaucrat who was caught picking up another man on the street and then was subsequently fired in 1963 for, quote, traits of character and personality which render him unsuitable for further government employment, unquote. And this was in spite of Norton's supervisor giving him high marks for his job performance and arguing that there weren't any national security concerns for the position that Clifford Norton had at NASA. The Just Space Alliance doesn't have any data about how many other NASA employees were fired for being homosexual, but I can tell you that it wasn't until 1969, the Norton case was 1963, that the U.S. Circuit Court decided that government employees could not be fired purely on the grounds that they were homosexual. James Webb was the head of NASA during that entire period leading up to this court decision, NASA never made an apology for the firing of Norton and others, and never compensated Clifford Norton for loss of income. So now let's listen to the second half of the Just Space Alliance video, and then following that I'll tell you about this controversy from the perspective of NASA. So hang on. In 2002, when Administrator Sean O'Keefe renamed the Next Generation Space Telescope after James Webb, a lot of this information was not widely known. And though astronomers were confused by the unilateral decision to name the telescope after a former administrator, many were just happy the project had high-level support and funding. But in the mid-2010s, a few started to raise questions about what Webb's role was during the Lavender Scare. 
So I think it must have been around 2015 or so when I was still on the executive committee for C Sigma. That's the committee on the status of sexual orientation and gender minorities in astronomy. I was a founding member of the, the committee and a blog entry came our way that raised questions about James Webb's participation in the Lavender Scare. And there was some discussion about, you know, how we as a committee should respond to that. And then essentially the attitude from particularly from the more senior members was the, the ship has sailed on that and there wasn't really anything that we can do about it. And at that point, I kind of dropped it as a thing that I could change, but decided it was something that I could at least talk openly about. In early 2021, four astronomers launched a petition to change the name of the telescope. Chanda Prescott-Weinstein, Sarah Tuttle, Brian Nord, and myself decided that prior to the telescope's launch, we would create a petition that would essentially allow the astronomical community to coalesce around having this change of name. Hence the start of the petition and an attempt to kind of bring this to more, more astronomers and just say, hey, is this a thing we want to touch base about before this telescope gets launched and we start collecting data with it? You know, let's, let's sort of check in uh, and see what's going on here. It was really heartening to see that over 1,800 people signed the petition. These are folks from as early a career as in high school to, to major senior PIs, people inside and outside academia, including 10% uh, of the signatories are people who have applied for JWST time. So people who are getting ready to use the instrument, people who are excited for the science are, are included in those people who, who signed the petition. Meanwhile, internally, NASA started an informal investigation into James Webb's role in the Lavender Scare, led by the JWST program scientist and the NASA historian. In the meantime, the independent historian started reading through some more readily accessible materials and came across the Clifford Norton case. The historian noted that a custom within the agency sounds pretty bad, and NASA under the direction of Webb was able to set its own rules for whom should be removed and for what reasons. Members of both the Astrophysics Advisory Committee and the American Astronomical Society's Committee for Sexual Orientation and Gender Minorities asked NASA for updates on the investigation and information on NASA's process for reconsidering the name. For the most part, NASA leadership gave those committees the same information that they were giving to reporters and the public. NASA was aware of the concerns and they were working with historians to examine Webb's role in government. Over the summer, one of the interns in the history department also started looking into information on James Webb and in early September wrote a lengthy email full of information and sources. They wrote, that Webb played a leadership position in the Lavender Scare is undeniable. The only thing left up to historical debate in this matter is whether or not his heart was in it. Was Webb emotionally invested in the persecution of LGBTQ people? Either way, one thing is clear, he still did those things. And those things served a key role in a bigger thing, a thing that, as NARA archivist Judith Atkins has pointed out, led many to suicide. The NASA historian said that there was a lot of good information in the intern's write-up that he would include in his final report. Meanwhile, the independent historian still had not been able to access the archives, which were set to open in October. But on September 27th, a one-sentence statement from NASA Administrator Bill Nelson was sent to six reporters. We have found no evidence at this time that warrants changing the name of the James Webb Space Telescope. There is no report released and no details on the investigation. And a lot of people were upset about NASA's lack of transparency. I subsequently quit the committee. <laughs> 
um, receiving that news, which was um, not only extremely disappointing, but also uh, seemed to be something of a slap in the face because of its dismissive nature, because I have no intention of offering my time and consulting services to NASA if NASA is not going to take the APAC seriously. A representative from the American Astronomical Society Committee was able to later meet with a NASA historian. Um, he was very frank, very open about the whole thing, about the limitations of his work and what it means, what we can and can't say about James Webb, the person. And uh, I was very pleased with what I saw as the work he was doing and the perspective he was bringing to it. That said, I think it's important that NASA look at this differently than it has been. I think it's asking the wrong questions. The Committee for Sexual Orientation and Gender Minorities in Astronomy relayed their concerns to the Board of the American Astronomical Society, and in November, the President wrote a letter to Administrator Nelson asking for NASA to finish the investigation and release a formal report. She also expressed misgivings that the primary user group for the telescope had no say in its name. On the initiative of our committee, the WS as a whole asked NASA to be transparent about the process and to come up with a transparent process of naming space telescope, period. Administrator Nelson never responded, so in March, the Astronomical Society president wrote a second letter describing the lack of response and dismissal of concerns as troubling. I was pleased to see that the Board of Trustees at the American Astronomical Society was proactive about this. One of the things the American Astronomical Society asked him to do was to articulate some kind of standard for what a good name for the telescope would be so that we understand what the investigation is trying to turn up. The primary concern is that the name of the telescope matters and is important and it should be very well chosen and have broad resonance. The question NASA seems interested in asking its historians goes to whether James Webb was personally a bigot, which is a different question, I think. Looking for concrete proof one way or another on Webb's personal viewpoints on queer employees is perhaps a fruitless task. Anybody who's done historical research during this time period can tell you that's not how these documents work in the first place. Uh, you are unlikely to find specific documents where individual people, specifically senior leaders, say, yes, let's do X bad thing. Um, kind of as a policy, that is not how the State Department um, documents work from that time period. I think that we can do better than naming a scientific instrument that has the possibility to answer questions that the entire world is interested in uh, after a Cold Warrior who you know, basically set up the United States uh, psychological warfare programs, particularly for science. I think, we can, I think we can do better than that, particularly for an international uh, collaborative scientific project. NASA has, in the last 20 years, developed a strong history of having open calls for what it should be named after, and to really have pick figures that are significant and can show us where we want to go in the future. Sojourner Truth has uh, been named one of the Mars rovers, the Nancy Roman Space Telescope. It's great, great picks. Uh, the JWST name, unfortunately, is not one of them. This seemed easy. It seemed like it should be easy. Uh, it seemed like we should be able to have this conversation. There's information in the archives. We should be able to come together as a community and, and just figure it out, right? Figure out what our values are and how we want those to be expressed. So I think that at some level, at every turn of this, 
it feels like NASA has made it much harder for themselves than it needs to be. I think NASA has been making it harder on everyone by not being willing to start or even participate in having a sort of a transparent and open conversation about the issue at hand with this particular name for this particular telescope and the idea of how we name telescopes or other instruments in general. We have a difficulty, I think, in the scientific community, and I think this is an example presented here, in having these difficult conversations about topics like this. So I, I think that every, every moment from now on is an opportunity for us to start having those conversations, and I really, really hope that NASA is willing to engage in that. During a town hall meeting in April 2022, Astrophysics Division Director Paul Hertz noted that the investigation was still ongoing. NASA is aware that some of the community is hurt and, much, and more of the community is disappointed in NASA's response. Uh, when we complete our research, uh, we will uh, release that additional information. Uh, and at that time, we'll look for the community to reassess whether or not we have reestablished that trust. There are many reasons why James Webb isn't a great pick for the telescope name. The name was a unilateral decision that didn't go through the naming process required by NASA's own policies. The astronomy community and partners on the project were not consulted and had no say in the name. Naming the telescope for a Cold War bureaucrat seems like a questionable choice for an international scientific collaboration. And of course, James Webb's connection to the Lavender Scare is painful to many astronomers in the queer community. LGBTQIA people today are still feeling the effects of a society that was not built for them to be included. A recent 2021 study showed that LGBTQ professionals in STEM overall have fewer career opportunities than their colleagues, experience more harassment and health difficulties, and are more likely to consider leaving the field. Individually, though, experiences in astronomy vary widely across different sexual and romantic orientations, gender identities and expression, races and ethnicities, nationalities, disabilities, and other personal attributes. I knew that I would be able to at some point come out in the South African community because the first gay person that I knew as a scientist who was out was a senior astronomer in South Africa and they were openly gay. And I think that had a very profound effect on me. It took many years for me to get to that point, but seeing someone, you know, who has succeeded in their career be openly gay was subconsciously a very powerful message for me to see. And I really appreciated that. What I've noticed the most is lack of visibility. I remember being to conferences and feeling like I was the only non cisgender heterosexual person there. And it can be really alienating because either people are talking about work stuff, which is fine, or they're talking about their family lives, which is very, very heteronormative. Obviously, most people assume you're heterosexual. So when I mention my partner, usually people then will usually assume that my partner would be using a pronoun she, her, right? And so they would usually ask, what does she do? Or something like that. And this kind of just general assumption, it's not a big deal, but it adds up. Like then you kind of need to deal with like, should I coming out at this moment? Do I want to correct them for using a wrong pronoun? Do I not to worry about that? And like, what should I do? So a lot of uh, a lot of non-binary people use they, them pronouns or they use neo pronouns like Jesus, them. And it can be very, very difficult 
to get your peers on board with the way to properly address you. And it really shouldn't be, uh, but especially more senior folks will be resistant to use they, them, or zeezer. Another one is bathroom usage. The group of trans astronomers, the group of non-binary astronomers uh, heavily intersect. And so a big issue for non-binary folks especially is, is there a gender neutral bathroom around that I can use? And often in, you know, in physics departments and astronomy departments, there isn't. I am a lesbian and the jokes about lesbians in physics that we were either ugly or of course we, we were not considered women because we were not useful for, for men. I shared those all my career. I was open about my that, that I was a lesbian very late in my life. Uh, so most of the time I didn't feel safe to say anything about it. It's, it was just like so, something that the community itself didn't seem to embrace. There's a lot of good allies, but it's really hard to spot who they are when no one engages in the conversation. And this is, for, for my personal experience, being a sexual because sexuality is something that is very, very erased. This is a part that resonates with me but the queer community is incredibly complex and very rich. So I came out as non-binary last year in 2021. There, there was a time at one of my jobs where my boss, he was purposely like misgendering me. I guess I didn't know how to navigate because multiple people like had to like corrected him. It just really kind of felt like an attack on me as a person. Like if, if my boss can't even like support who I am, just knowing that like there's so many more people like that really kind of makes it hard navigating through life. Documentation exists on how to create a more welcoming environment in astronomy. Some tangible actions include providing better health care, more access to bathrooms, and easy ways to share pronouns as well as well-enforced policies against discrimination and harassment. We love to understand the universe. And in order to do this in an ethical way, we have to respect the people that we work with. We need buy-in from the top levels, from the people who are actually at the levers of power to change things, um, change the policy. Many astronomers feel that changing the name of the telescope would be a way for NASA to start to reckon with its past and help reinforce the values NASA wants to carry into the future. I think it would help send the message that NASA in its current era does not tolerate the same sort of intolerance that was present in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. We are going to do our best to foster an inclusive, accepting, and welcoming environment that we want people who have been historically discriminated against and persecuted because they make our agency strong. And for, for astronomers who are using the telescope, applying for time, you know, writing up their work, knowing that they're kind of reinvigorating the legacy of somebody who very clearly did not support them, I think it's a particularly heavy burden to ask queer astronomers um, to have to carry that burden. It kind of sends a pretty clear message about who is considered important or relevant. You know, this isn't James Webb on trial. This is, what should we name the telescope? And I don't think anyone starting from a clean sheet, looking at lists of names and coming up with the best name would have James Webb uh, anywhere near the top of that list. You know, I realize that people's legacies are often complicated, but, you know, having a telescope named after you is not something that everybody just gets. Uh, to be honest, I'm not quite sure why in this particular case, NASA is so insistent on James Webb, it feels a little bit strange. There are just so many choices for name, right? Even if James Webb was a great guy, 
if this land is not, it doesn't get buy-in from the community, I don't see a strong reason that we need to stick to this specific land. One suggestion for a different name for the observatory could be the Harriet Tubman Space Telescope. So I think that when we're talking about sending something that represents humanity into space, that we should be thinking about sending the best of humanity into space and something that represents our very best. And Harriet Tubman is an exemplar of who we can be as a species and as individuals in terms of um, a, a commitment to what is right and doing what is right, a commitment to justice and a commitment to being um, actively engaged in struggle and um, to liberation. The criticisms that I have sometimes heard are, you know, like, oh, well, Harriet Tubman wasn't an astronomer. Well, neither was James Webb. And also, um, you know, I think the question of who is an astronomer, right? Like, let's think about why wasn't Harriet Tubman an astronomer, even though she observed the night sky and used the stars for celestial navigation in the service of something that could not have been greater, right? People's freedom. Um, you know, to me, like, that makes her an astronomer. With, with the name, I just see a lot more hope and happiness. There's a lot, a lot more positive characteristics that come with a name such as Harriet Tubman Space Telescope than comes with James Webb, I'd say. And it gives a lot of people who have traditionally been excluded in the community a lot of a sense of belonging, I'd say. There's no doubt that James Webb was a talented NASA administrator who advocated for the inclusion of science programs. But would Webb himself have wanted this telescope to be named after him when so many people were objecting? It does seem quite clear that the uh, decision makers, that, that when there were critiques of the name, that NASA administrators' response was primarily to shut that down and rationalize their decisions and to say, you know what, this is inconvenient and we think the people who are making these claims are not in the mainstream and we're just going to ignore it. Webb himself, the man who they are supposedly trying to honor, has at length made the opposite argument, saying that dissent is integral and that public opinion changes and that executives have an obligation to think through that, to have an open discussion, to acknowledge their own mistakes. Um, but that is the only way that you can maintain the public's trust. It is entirely possible that an endeavor that has been strongly and enthusiastically endorsed on all sides at its inception might suddenly find itself in support trouble. Dissent is an integral part of our system. We do not have, and for my part, emphatically do not want, Soviet-type arrangements whereby once a decision is made by the authorities to do something, the decision automatically becomes binding on everybody, and no one has either the right or the opportunity to object or oppose. Webb's defenders say he cannot possibly be held responsible for the lavender scare at the State Department. And you can't have it both ways. Either Webb is an administrative genius who understands how these organizations work from top to bottom, or he's not. Um, and, and the thing is that as a theorist of organizations, he has written about this himself in Space Age Management. And he is on the side that senior administrators and executives are in fact responsible for those decisions. We can change its name, we can move past this controversy, and we can find other ways to honor the people who worked at NASA during the Apollo period, to, uh, to honor the people who never had the chance to work at NASA, and to kind of honor people who have thought about the possibilities of the universe for generations, who would never have found positions in the State Department or in NASA during this time period. And we have a real opportunity to think about what it really means to think of science as an international, collaborative, inspiring enterprise and naming a telescope after a cold warrior is not the way to do that. 
Hi, I'm Lucianne Walkowicz, they, them. And I'm Erica Nesbold, she, her. And we are the co-founders of the Just Space Alliance. Thank you so much for watching this video on James Webb's role in the Cold War and the Lavender Scare. There's a link in the description to a folder with a bunch of resources and the documents that were used in the making of this video. And if you're interested in signing the petition to rename the telescope, you can also find that link in the video description. You can also express your support by tweeting about this documentary, tagging NASA, and using the hashtag RenameJWST. We founded the Just Space Alliance to advocate for a more inclusive and ethical future in space. And to harness visions of tomorrow for a more just and equitable world today. If you're interested in supporting that mission, you can become a member of the Just Space Alliance by applying on our website, JustSpaceAlliance.org. You can also sign up for our free quarterly newsletter on the website or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Thanks for watching. Thanks to the Just Space Alliance for letting us rebroadcast their video. And we'll put a link to the YouTube video on our SoundCloud page and our Facebook page. But what does NASA say about this controversy? Well, I don't see any press releases from NASA about this, but there was an expose published in the prestigious journal called Nature on March 25th, 2022. They published 400 pages of NASA documents that they had obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, and these documents concerned an internal discussion NASA had had about this topic back in 2021. Now, I can tell you that it was former NASA Administrator Sean O'Keefe who first named the telescope after Webb in 2002, and that was to recognize James Webb's leadership in government and his commitment to making science a key part of NASA. And I can tell you that NASA's acting chief historian, Brian Odom, has said publicly that he's not found any information in NASA's archives to suggest that firing people for sexual orientation was NASA's policy under Webb. But the documents from the internal NASA investigation on this issue that were obtained by Nature magazine seems to contradict this perspective. They show that when the Clifford Norton case went before a judge in 1969, it was reported that the personnel office at NASA had told Norton's supervisor that it was, quote, custom within the agency to fire people for homosexual conduct, unquote. A white paper drawn up within NASA and described as not meant for public release says, quote, this shows that NASA had decided that removal of homosexual employees would be its policy. They had a choice during Webb's tenure as administrator to set or change that policy, unquote. So in spite of this internal evidence, in September of 2021, current NASA Administrator Bill Nelson made the decision to keep the original name of the telescope. He said, quote, We've found no evidence at this time that warrants changing the name of the James Webb Space Telescope, unquote. Recently, and perhaps in response to this controversy, NASA has taken steps to fight bias and increase diversity and equity within the agency. This includes providing gender-neutral bathrooms and adopting anonymous peer review of grants. But on the other hand, in early March of 2022, employees at the NASA Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland, were told that they would no longer be able to include pronouns such as she, her, 
or they, them, in their display names in agency computer systems. After this move was criticized on Reddit and the astronomy community reacted negatively on social platforms, NASA did put out a statement that employees could continue to include pronouns in their email signature blocks. Well, how do you feel about this controversy? To me, it does seem strange to name one of the finest astronomical marvels of all time after a government administrator rather than an important scientist or mathematician or engineer. Perhaps next time NASA spends $10 billion of taxpayers' money on building something like this, they should take more care in their naming practices. Rather than just casually discussing potential names with a handful of NASA officials and astronauts, which is what happened in this case, perhaps in the future there should be a special commission assigned to the project, made up of individuals with backgrounds in both the natural and social sciences, to consider how various names might eventually be perceived by the public. Anyway, we've got to get out of here. You've been listening to Bench Talk, The Weekend Science. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week.